thank you, Father, once and for all. That will never come back again. It's those moments in our lives which will never, ever come back again. And therefore, I pray, Lord, that we will cherish, cherish these moments. Cherish these opportunities. Listen carefully to what you have to say to us, even in this last hour of time. Grant us grace to that and we pray. Straighten us a little more. Bend our will to your will a little more. Cause us to walk in your ways a little more. Write your laws in the tables of our heart and empower us with your Holy Spirit even as we receive your word by faith. That you would, to that end I, would, I pray that you would bless and anoint the speaking and the hearing of today's sharing. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> so, Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27 will say, It is appointed for men to die once, but after that, judgment. Um, one of the hard lessons that I have learned in my life is that habits, once they are formed, it takes a lot of time to break if they are bad habits. You have good habits and bad habits, yes. Bad habits, of course, are easy to gain, very difficult to get rid of. So, but the problem point is that from the time that we are born again, to the time that we enter into eternity. The time is short. We don't have all the time in the world. First Corinthians chapter 7 will say, Paul says in First Corinthians chapter 7, he says, Now brothers, brothers, the time is short. And therefore those who possessed, they should live as if they have possessed nothing. Those who are married, they should live as if they have not, they're not married because the time is short. The opportunities are short. We don't have all the time in the world to finish the work of God. And that is the reason why there should be a sense of urgency to know the will of God and to finish the work that he has established for each one of us, for he has ordained for each one of us, even before the foundation of the world was laid. We are not asked to do all the things. No, for example, Jesus, he lived in Nazareth for 30 years in Israel. He didn't go anywhere. He, he never traveled one centimeter outside of Israel. He lived within Israel for 30 years. He lived in his father's house, was a carpenter, was helping out his father. And for, after three, for in three and a half years, he finished his ministry and he said there was, a, but in all these years, there was always a sense of urgency. He said, you know what? The night is coming when no man can work. While this is day, we should work. And he was always, there was, there was, he was at rest. He was sure of the work that he was was asked to do, and he finished everything that he that his father had him uh, to finish within the time span that was given to him. And therefore, for all of us too, there's a limited time. We don't have all the time in the world to change, all the time in the world to know the will of God and do the will of God. Okay. So, but the incredible thing is that God gave us a promise that He will. He gives us the years that the locusts have eaten, like literally, um, like um, 
Joshua, stop time. God is able to do that. But, you know, we should not let all those opportunities to pass. Ephesians chapter 5 um, will give us these warnings. First, he says, see then that you walk circumspectly. And thing is carefully. Careful. Be careful in your walk. Not as fools, but as wise. How? Redeeming the time. The, the word for time, of course, is kairos, which means opportunities. These are all opportunities that God has given us to come together. These are opportunities which will never, ever come back again. See, when God has ordained for us to come together as a family, to listen to the word, the anointing is different. To, to listen to a message online is different. Unless, of course, it's, it's, uh, it's, um, you are, you know, you are not able to come. Then even then when you're not able to come and you, when your heart is here, where should your heart be? Your heart is here, but you're listening somewhere. But same anointing will flow. Okay. Did you understand? Okay. This is, a, this is something which is from, exp- from experience I'm saying. Uh, I remember when I came back from Vizag, uh, it was a Saturday. We came back by, by, by the time we were reached home, uh, the, uh, the flight was delayed, uh, we reached home at 2, 2.30 in the morning. Three o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning and uh, we had the mo- morning service by 9 o'clock. Uh, we settled, by the time we settled on it was 4 and I got up at 8.30, I, w- I got up and then I said, my goodness, I, I want to, I, 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 I just wanted to go for the meeting. I couldn't come. But my heart was here and I started listening. You know? I said, okay, fine, I'm not able to come. Let, let me just listen to, to it online. My heart was here and the anointing was just flowing. I never heard a message so powerful through, when, when, when it is online. It was so powerful. It was so real. Okay. So these are opportunities that, that, God has given you. If you're able to come, great. If you're not able to come, if your heart is here, the same anointing which is there will flow through the device that you are, that you're using. Okay. Even as the day is approaching, what should you do? Gather together as often as you can. This is from experience and I'm not teaching you some kind of a theory which is not practical. I'm telling you exactly what I'm, what I've experienced in my life. The anointing was flowing. It was one of the most powerful teachings I've heard when I was listening to it online, you know, simply because my heart was here. I was, my body was there, my heart and my mind was here. Like Paul says, no, even though I'm absent <laughs> in my body, I'm, a, I'm present with you in the spirit as if I'm judging alongside of, alongside of you. That's exactly how I experience. So these are all spiritual truths and realities. So you just don't brush them off. These opportunities never come back again. And when opportunities come, you have to grab them with both hands. All right. So understand these. So redeeming the time, the, the word for time is opportunity, actually. Redeem all the opportunities. Let me tell you, youth is an opportunity because you have incredible amount of energy. Okay. You have the speed to grasp concepts, which you'll never have again after you grow up. Okay. This is an opportunity. That is the reason why sportsmen are are weary of their, I mean, weary, not weary, they're, they're weary of their age because they know that they have a specific time within which they have to really, really do well. After that, even if they are sharp in their mind, their body will not cooperate. Opportunities, okay. So redeem all the opportunities that God has given you. Why? And walk circumspect. Why? Because the days are evil. I mean, yesterday, it's been after a long, 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 long time, I was listening to the news, okay? I spent some time, I mean, at least an hour and an hour and 15 minutes just to browse through the news, especially the things that were happening in, in uh, Sri Lanka. And then um, there was one uh, uh, news network called the Gravitas. I don't know if you, if you, if you have heard of, the, of, that, uh, of that network. 
somehow, you know, they seem to be balanced. I'm not exactly sure what their intentions are, but they seem to be balanced. And, you know, I was browsing through all, every country, every country, you, do, you name a country and every country, without exception, is going through a crisis. Every country. If you've seen, one of the news is that the Chinese people now have boycott, pay, have boycotted paying their EMIs back. You know that? Because uh, they have invested monies in properties. Okay? The builder, builder says, okay, the, the you can occupy your properties within by this time. They've been paying EMIs and the properties are, uh, are, not, uh, uh, are not ready and uh, the building projects have been abandoned. But the EMIs are being... Uh, are being uh, charged every year, every month. So the Chinese people have said, where is my, where is our property? And uh, they have stopped paying EMIs. They have boycotted. For the first time in so many years, so thousands of people are on the streets because the government has actually stolen their savings, life savings. The banks are in 9.6 trillion dollars. If you, if you know what trillion is. Okay. Trillion dollars in debt. 9.6 trillion dollars in debt. And they're saying it is going to be one of the worst. It's like another contribution of China to the world. One was uh, Corona and the other is the economic crisis now. Chinese people coming on the streets now. They've been beaten. The, how they were beaten when they were, uh, uh, when they were uh, house arrested. The same kind of tactics they're trying to use now, but just, it is not working. You know why? Because their money, no, it's their own money now. Even those people are be- who are beating, their money is also stolen. You see, every country, without exception. I mean, I was depressed after a while. I said, why did I even uh, look at the news? But simply because there is, the days are evil. And that is the reason why he says in Colossians chapter 4, he says, those who are outside, deal with them wisely, redeeming the time. Don't waste your time in senseless things, in senseless, uh, what do you say, uh, interactions. If the interactions are not going to be, are not edifying, don't do those interactions. That is the reason that Paul says, when I'm coming to you, we should have a mutual interaction. We should be edified by one another's faith, both yours and mine. That's what he says in the book of Romans. When I come to you, I want to impart something spiritual to you. I also want to be imparted by your spiritual experiences so that we will be mutually edified by each other's faith. These are evil. It is horrible. And therefore, what should you do? Walk circumspectly first thing. Redeem all the opportunities that God has given you. You know, don't be like Jeremiah, oh, what is happening, Lord? What is happening in my life? You know what, what God tells Jeremiah? If the footmen have caused you to become weary, what will happen to you when the horsemen are coming? When in times of peace, when in times of peace, you're growing weary, what will happen to you when difficult times come? These are times of peace, you have nothing to do. Most of you don't have anything to do. Young people, 20 to 30 years old, most of you. On maximum 35. After that, it's over. I'm telling you, after that, you, your mind is set. It will be very difficult for you to change if you do not practice change now. If you practice change now, change will become practice and you will learn new things even as you grow old. But if you are set in, some, in, in one particular trajectory, that's it. It's, it's done. You cannot change it anymore. Mm-hmm. Understand these. The days are evil. Opportunities are few. Time is limited, like Pastor was telling yesterday. He says, you have limited resources, you have limited time, and you have limited strength. And so you have to have an optimization algorithm running in your mind all the time. Not just IT professionals. 
how best I can use the opportunities God has given me. Mm-hmm. And then what, what is it? Why? What should you do? Redeeming the time, redeeming the time, walking circumspectly, knowing that the days are evil. Therefore, don't be unwise. That means grow in wisdom. Grow in wisdom. Proverbs chapter 24 uh, verses 2 and 3 will say, by wisdom a house is built. By understanding it is established and by knowledge it is filled with all kinds of pleasant and good treasures. Three things are important. What is important? Wisdom. By wisdom a house is built. By understanding it is established and by knowledge it is filled with all kinds of good treasures. But if you want to have the knowledge, you have to have a building first. And that building should be established on a strong foundation. And, and, and what is understanding? Understanding is the boundaries that God has placed in our lives. So understand why wisdom is the blue, is, is a blueprint. It's the direction that God gives you. Understanding is the daily decisions that you have to make, whether, whether to spend time in this particular thing or not. And even as you do these things, what will you, what will happen to you? You will grow in knowledge, grow in knowledge. Okay. Children, be very careful. Okay. Just, just, just be absolutely for two hours. Just look at my face. If you can, if you can, if you're able to do that, you'll become geniuses. All right. Just two hours. Look at my face. All right. Don't laugh. It's a, it's a very serious exercise. Just don't laugh. If you're not able to look at my face for two hours, what will happen to you when you go to a company? Okay. Just look at my face for two hours. Walk circumspectly, not as fools, redeeming the time. Days are evil. Don't be unwise. That means grow in wisdom. And what is wisdom? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To hate evil is to beginning, is, is, is wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One, that is understanding. Okay. Then, in why should you do all this? Because you have to understand the will of God. What is that? Isn't it interesting? You have to spend time. Why? So that you will understand what the will of God is. Because you just cannot walk into the will of God just like that. See? I mean, see, spiritual things just cannot be walked into. You get up in the morning, you just cannot key in your spiritual thing and you suddenly you are like, okay, I'll get up and all. No, it, 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 there's a process, right? You listen to a word or listen to some music and then you get into the mood of listening to the, your, your mind has been prepared and your spirit has been prepared so that you can receive from God, right? So don't waste these, why, why should you do all these things? Because you have to understand the will of God for your life. Specific will. We know the general, we've been looking at the general will of God, but your specific God-ordained destiny, which only you can fulfill, so that you can have the crown that you, that God has ordained for you. Otherwise, somebody else will finish your work, and they will get their crown with your name on it, but somebody on somebody else's head. Vijay Kota on somebody else's head. Can you imagine that? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Understand that, okay? Then what does he say? And don't be drunk with wine. What is, what is wine? Wine is pleasure. Okay. In which is dissipation. Anything which wastes your strength, your time, your, your focus. That is wine. But be filled with the spirit. So how do you be, how will you be filled with the spirit? Galatians chapter 3 will say, even as you receive the word by faith, you know what happens? You will be filled with the spirit. That is the reason why you should not lose opportunities to listen to God's word, especially when you are given a church which is teaching you, this is where God has ordained you for a particular time and a season. You are not going to stay here forever, for sure. Many of you will 
be called out to some other places. To, I mean, if the will of God is that way, to go to some other places, start some other things. But these are the opportunities that God has given you so that you take all these opportunities and 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 what? Understand the will of God for your life. That means build categories in your mind so that when the will of God comes, you know exactly this is what the God wants, what, what the Lord wants me to do. So what happens is so many times the opportunity is there, but you're not re- ready to, to, to grab the opportunity because you don't have the categories in your mind established in your mind. You don't have the cat, the, the, the character of God still being formed so that you can take those opportunities that God is bringing your way. So, so build categories. Build these things that are, that are, that, that, that are being taught to you on a, on a consistent basis so that when the will of God comes, you know, this is the will of God for my life. There's no shadow of turning with God, right? There is no parallax error, in other words. Mm-hmm. So what should you do? First Peter chapter 4, verse 1 onwards. This is the attitude that we should have. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. What is that mind? The readiness to suffer. Yeah. The readiness to suffer. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Why? Why has he ceased from sin? So that he no longer should live the rest of his time for what? For the lust of the flesh, but for the will of God. Did you see that? Do you see that? Why? Why? So that I can, I don't want to live for the rest of the rest of my life for the lust of the flesh, but I want to live for the will of God. What is the lust of the flesh? My wish, my will, my feelings, my thoughts. I don't want to live for them anymore. I want to live for God's will, what he thinks and what, what his uh, emotions are. For that, I want to live for that purpose. And therefore, Ephesians chapter, First uh, Peter chapter four, verse three will say, "For we have spent enough time." Okay, enough time, my dear brothers. If you are what fifteen years old, you have spent enough time doing useless things. If you are thirty-five years old, you have spent enough time doing use, useless things. And if you are fifty years old, you have spent enough time. I mean, you have actually spent a lot of time, borrowed time also. If you are six or seven or nine years old, you have spent enough time doing useless things. So every person who is reading this. A particular verse, they should not say, I have not spent enough time using useless things. Let me spend more time. Don't have those kinds of attitudes. I should, I should, uh, I should do so many things. I have so many things to watch. There's a bucket list of things I have to do before I kick the bucket. Can you imagine the foolishness of people? It's called wonder lust. What lust? They just go around the world aimlessly. From one, one continent to the other on a backpack, you know, with a backpack. It's called wanderlust. Where are you going and where are you coming from? <laughs> we don't know. Next flight, we don't know where you're going. Before I finish my life, I have to visit all these seven wonders of the world. <laughs> Those wonders will not be even there, will not even exist after this world has been judged. You'll have a new, new earth and a new heaven and a new Jerusalem. You have to decide where you want to be. Mm-hmm. You understand? We have spent enough time for living for the will of the Gentiles. Now we want to live for the will of God. What? How did they live? They walked in lewdness, lusts, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties and abominable idolatries. I mean, you should see, you should listen to motivational speakers. They are all people who copied from the Bible. We have to sue them, basically. We have to say you plagiarized you fellows. 
and there is one motivational speaker from in, in telugu called akela ragavendra how many of you know him akela ragavendra you have heard his name he speaks in impact foundations etc and he speaks to ias officers he says three things before you die now three things you should you should be absolutely uh, decisive about what is the reason why you were born how you want to die and what you want to do in the bit, in, in between i said that is biblical language please just give give copyright from which verse which uh, which verse and which chapter please cop- no 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 they 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 use biblical language for worldly things three things before you die because for sure two things are absolutely will are sure like i think one of the president said it said you know what death and taxes okay taxes season is coming now we have to pay taxes by july 31st two things are absolutely sure in life death and taxes old age will come even before you know it I fight my spectacles because I can't imagine that I would use my spectacles now. I had I was I was proud of my vision, okay. <laughs> now I'm 40 plus now I have to use spectacles. Okay. And I'm like so happened so fast before even before you know it. Right Abigail? Abigail is 11 years old. Before you know it you will become 40. <laughs> Understand this. Time is short. before that comes look at it i mean i'm going to sh- i'm going to i share this sometime back but i want to revisit this passage in from the book of ecclesiastes ecclesiastes is one of the most depressing books to learn okay see you should do something in life okay something in life you should do if you are not able to do anything at least be a bad example that is solomon <laughs> okay the bad example okay <laughs> at least be a bad example so that at least we can learn from you the bad example okay the conclusion of the bad example okay let us see the days are evil you know that right we know that right so walk circumspectly redeeming the time knowing that the days are evil do not be unwise okay understand the will of god do not be drunk with wine in which there is dissipation or waste what should you do but filled with the holy spirit how should you be filled with the holy spirit speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs etc etc all those things are there but i'm not going to the details but the point here is this the time is short resources are are limited and strength is limited and therefore use every opportunity when let's read from verse 1 onwards remember hello 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 let's read it carefully okay remember now thank you so much okay stop there remember now okay all young people between 20 20 and 30 raise your hands 20 and 35 okay let, uh, let me just uh, expand the spectrum a little bit 20 and 40 okay <laughs> let's see raise your hands don't be ashamed of your age okay what happened you are already old huh? tanishk between you're not how old are you now you're oh oh kya baat hai 19 is 19 kya baat hai ओके 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 रिमेंबर नाउ व्हेन नाउ नाउ ओके 19 इयर्स ओल्ड यू हैव स्पेंड सफिशिएंट टाइम यू डूइंग अबोमिनेबल आइडोलट्रीज एंड ड्रंकन पार्टीज एंड रेवलरीज ओके आई नो ओके रिमेंबर नाउ रिमेंबर नाउ हु योर क्रिएटर द पॉइंट हियर इज दिस डोंट वेस्ट योर टाइम ऑन क्रिएशन but on the creator 
The Bible says, they worshipped and served the creation rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them over to a debased mind. Why did it happen? Oh, that girl, she's so beautiful. What are you doing? Worshipping creation. Oh, I'm just admiring God's creation. No, 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 you're worshipping. I know. So you don't use all that jargon with me, okay? Okay, you'll waste time like Jacob. 20 years gone, disappeared, wiped out from his calendar. Doesn't even know. What? In his love for Rachel. Gone. And then he says, you know what? He goes and goes to Laban. Eyes. There was no sleep for my eyes. The the dew in the night. The sun in in the day. My ears were wasted. What were you doing for a girl? Wasting your life. Now sometimes you know, some matches come. I look at this combination. I said, "It is the boy is wasting the time, or girl is wasting his, her time. This is not going to work." I, I mean, at least to the best discernment that I have, I don't want to come to conclusions like that. But I say, oh, "This is not going to work." <laughs> Either for the boy or the girl, whoever that the, the man or the lady, boy and girl, I don't want to use. Okay. So, remember now, your creator, in the days of your youth, because uh, just, the, just the, uh, the chapter before uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, the last verse is, childhood and youth are vanity. What is that? What are they? Ah, they are vanity. Childhood and youth are vanity. That means they are very short-lived. Vanity means habel. The word is habel. means they are like the vapor. Like the mist. When you drink coffee, okay, the mist comes right. How long does it stay? Not even a nanosecond. Even before you see it, it is gone. That is your youth and your childhood. Before difficult or days are evil. The word, word, word for difficult is ra. The word for Hebrew, in Hebrew is ra. Before the, the difficult days come and the years draw near when you say, I have what? No pleasure. You know what the word for pleasure is? I have no purpose in my life. What is the whole purpose in my life? This is exactly what he's saying. You know what? After all these years, I've come to realize that, you know what? All the investments that God has given in my life, in terms of the wisdom that he has, that he has invested into my life, in terms of the resources that he has invested into my life, in terms of the mentors that he has invested into my life, all the good things that I have come, that have, God has given in my life, what has happened? I lost my purpose now. There's no purpose. This, I mean, I, there's no, it's, that's exactly what happens to a lot of people when they grow old, you know. Um, when I was uh, leaving Triple uh, IT, my, 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 my supervisor warned me. He said, Vijay, you will have a midlife crisis in your 40s. You know something? Let me tell you something. In my, I'm in my 40s right now. I'm more excited. There's no crisis in my life. No crisis. No midlife crisis because I exactly know what I'm doing, what, what I'm supposed to be doing and what exactly my purpose in life is. And I want to fulfill that purpose in my life. Period. I mean, there's more clarity today than five years back. No midlife crisis. These are the best days of my life. Not those were the best days of my life. That is for John, what is this? Bon Jovi, huh? What is his name? Brian Adams. In his name only, there is Adam. I am Christ, <laughs> not Adam. <laughs> Understand this. 
Difficult days come and the years. There's no purpose. There is no, he's saying, in other words, you know what Solomon is saying? I have lost the purpose for which God has given me so much of investment. The best of wisdom, the best of talents, the best of mentors, the best of resources, peace with all my enemies, the time and the resources God has given me to build the temple of God. What did you do, Solomon? You build your own kingdom, 11 years, and the temple of God, 7 years. You live for pleasure. You live for women. You lost the purpose for which God has made so much of investment in your life. Think about the investments that God has made us in, made into our lives. In terms of the money, in terms of the parents that God has given us. The investments, the opportunities, the truths that have been given into our hands. Have been entrusted as, that's what Bible says, and as manifold stewards of the grace of God. Are we stewards of the resources? Are we stewards of the truths that God has taught us? In all these years, the opportunities to serve. Think about those opportunities. All the investments that have gone. And you know what God does? Like pastor says, God is a businessman. He will come to and ask for returns. And you, you, cannot, you cannot do perception management with God. That's exactly what the fig tree did. What did it do? It had all green leaves. It has a semblance of godliness, a form of godliness, but there's no power. You know why? There's no fruit in your life. Mm -hmm. The difficult days are coming. Don't lose purpose. Ask yourself this question. What is the purpose of my life? Can you, can you, can you have a, at least a rough statement? This is what I believe is God, the reason why God created me. There's some clarity now for me. Is there clarity in all these years? Otherwise, you'll be wasting. Like Paul says, you know what? You, I don't want to be a boxer beating the wind. Every punch, I, wa- I want to make it count. I want to hit bullseye. Hmm? Purpose. Purpose. Don't lose purpose. Why are we so careful with our young children? Why do we want to guard their minds? Why do, we want to, why do we want to guard the inputs that go into their minds? Because we know the consequences of those actions. We already know it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Wise people learn from other people's mistakes. Okay? From bad examples. No pleasure, no purpose. But there's a purpose for us. What is the purpose? Those whom he has called. You know what? This is the purpose. He has purposed them to be conformed to the image of his son. Think about it. Think about it. Six months are over. How much of the image of Jesus Christ is formed in our lives and our hearts? If you see yourself in the spiritual mirror called the word of God, is there some semblance of Jesus, at least in some kind of a skeleton form, you can see in, your, in, the, mirror of the, in, the, in the mirror of the word of God? Some? Ask yourself this question. We are not talking about, we are not talking about uh, uh, perfection. <laughs> See, <laughs> what is perfection? No? John Wesley's definition of perfection. Rejoice in the Lord always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all situations. This is perfection. What is perfection? It is not like to no, no, no have moral. He is not talking about moral perfection over here. I love the definition of John Wesley. Rejoice in the Lord always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all situations. That is spiritual perfection, he says. Is he talking about you should not do this, you should not do that? No, 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 no. Think about it. 
is the vision and the purpose more clear today than before. That is the reason why use this time so that you can understand the what? The will of God. Understand the will of God. What happens to Saul? Progressively, even as he is walking in obedience, what should I do, Lord? He wanted to know the vision right from the beginning. God says, I will reveal it. I will tell you. Progressively, progressively, every time, progressively, the vision, even as he was walking in obedience, one step at a time, making mistakes, coming back to that straight and narrow path, even as he was walking, the vision was becoming more and more and more clear. And that is how it is. That is the reason why it says, the the life of the righteous is like the shining sun. It becomes what? Brighter and brighter even until the perfect day. You know. After that, there's no shadow. You know exactly the purpose for which for which you have been created. And you're not looking to the left. You're not looking to the right. You know your race and you're on that race. Mm-hmm. Young people, this is for you. Okay, This is for me and for you. Alright. Let's see. What are what should you do before the evil days come? How do you uh, redeem the time? So he gives you the description of old age. Okay, look at the beautiful poetic description of old age. We'll decode this poetry for a while. Huh? While the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are not darkened, and the clouds do not return after the after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men bow down, when the grinders cease because they are few, and those that look through the windows grow dim. When he, when, uh, when the, sorry, when the doors are shut in the streets and the sound of grinding is low, when one rises up at the, uh, at the sound of the bird and all the, and all the daughters of music are brought low. I mean, this is one of the things about old age, right? You, you cannot sleep. <laughs> You're a very light sleeper. Easily you'll wake up. Hmm? Also, they're afraid of heights and of terrors in the way. When the almond tree blossoms, you know what almond tree blossoming means? You have gray hair. Okay. Some of us hide it. Okay. The grasshoppers is, the grasshopper is a burden and a desire fails. For a man goes to his eternal home and the mourners go about the streets. That's exactly what happens, right? When you die, you go to your eternal home and all the people whom you love you, they become mourners and they go about in the streets. Before these come, these things happen, do certain things. And before you know it, they will catch up with you. 15 years in the church. How fast the time has passed by us, right? Think about it, no? I mean, I saw some of your pictures when you were uh, new in the church. I saw Anisha's picture. Oh my goodness, she was like a small college girl. Now she look at her. Okay. So many of you. Abigail was one, one small doll. Okay. And now look at her. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you have to see the pictures and you'll say, it's like, you know, my goodness, time has passed. Meaning, they've all grown up and you've grown old. That's 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 a sad reality. I've seen all the pictures of the GSS kids. Okay. The picture that I can't forget is Hepsiba's picture. I just can't forget that picture. I remember that picture so well. I remember when I used to came, when I came to GSS uh, sometime back, you know, those days that GSS, GSS used, to be, used to be here and used to, she used to solve math problems. Okay. And she would, she would solve, those days she used to solve 100 problems. I don't know what she does these days. Uh, 
<laughs> and you know, she showed me all her workout problems and she said, uncle, 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 I solved all these problems. I said, boy, she's going to become a scientist. <laughs> Understand? Time has passed. Time has passed. You know, Jeevitam Kshanabhanguram. As for man, his days are like grass, like the flower of the field, so he flourishes and the wind passeth over it and it is gone and the place thereof remembers it no more. That is poetic language for describing the lifespan of a man. How many years? 70 years. 3 score? 3 times 20. And 10, 70. If by reason of strength, another 10, 80. After that, borrowed time. How do you want to reach eternity? Ask yourself this question. How do I want to reach eternity? And like they, they ask you, right, in HR questions, how, where do you see yourself in five years time? In another company? That's what I, <laughs> lot of people, lot of people give that answer. <laughs> in another company. <laughs> I don't know. Where do you see yourself? Hmm? Let's read. Remember your creator before the silver cord is loosed or the golden ball is broken or the pitcher shattered at the fountain or the wheel broken at the wheel, at the at the well. Hmm? Then the dust will return to the earth as it was and the spirit will return to God who gave it. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen sooner than later. Oh, Vijay, this is a very grave image, grave sermon to preach on Saturday morning. Give us, no, it is good to think, it says, you know, it is better to go to the house of mourning than to house of feasting. Mm-hmm. It's better. Because ultimately your end is also the same. Mm-hmm. Understand this. So how do we do it? How do we go about this process? First, Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 3. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble. See, one of the ways you learn the will of God and understand the will of God is by guarding your house. Who is the house? You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Who is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Say, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. Say everybody. I am the house of God. Say that everybody. So what should you do? Guard it. Before... The keepers tremble. See, when Adam was created, when Adam was kept in the garden, he was given two commands. What are the commands? Genesis chapter 2. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to what? Meaning guard it. Guard it from outside intrusion. Guard it from outside intrusion. Keep yourself unspotted by all other ideas and voices. Only listen to the voice of God. Card your house because this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is the house of God. My te- my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That is the reason why the Bible says for uh, uh, about Jesus, burnt offerings and sin offerings you do not desire, but a body you have prepared for me and have come to do your will, O God. And he doesn't say that. I delight to do your will of God, will of God, and your law is written in my heart. Why? Because your law is written in my heart, I'm very, very careful as to what I allow to come into my mind. The problem is, many people are shaky. Very shaky. They 
accept the things of the world. They also accept the things of God. And what are they doing? Oscillating. They're a sine wave. There's no stability in their lives. You know why? Because they have forgotten the first commandment which God asked Adam to obey. Keep the garden. This is the garden of God. And he wants fruit. And what kind of a fruit he wants? He wants spiritual fruit. And he desires that fruit. He comes to us and see, looks for fruit. And do you have the fruit to satisfy God? God wants the fruit. He wants to eat of the fruit. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Can he say, you know what? I came to your house, Vijay. I'm satisfied. I ate your fruit and it was, wow, amazing. Mm -hmm. Keep it. Guard it. This is the house of God. Guard it from all kinds of world influences. James chapter 1 verse 27, the last part. Keep yourself unspotted with the world. Keep yourself unspotted with the world. You know why? If you are not serious about this, if you are not serious about this, you know, that's the reason why it says in James chapter, uh, sorry, Jude, he says, some people grab them, I think James chapter 3 or 5 only, if I'm right, grab them from the fire, hating even their garments which have been tainted by the flesh. That's exactly what Abraham did to Lot. He grabbed him from the fire. And who came? Bera. The destroyer came. Take the souls. Sorry, give the souls. Take the treasure. You know what Abraham said? I will not give you even a toehold for even a small legal right into my heart. Because one day you will say, you know what? I made you rich. Now give me back returns. I don't want any of your investments in my life. I'm very clear. You see, problem is many people are not clear. They're still sending feelers to the devil. I'm interested in your kingdom. Are you absolutely sure? And one of the things I've decided after after coming to the ministry, this is it. I'm not going to allow anybody to interfere in the into the in the in, into the into my, into my schedule. Period. Unless and until it is unforeseen circumstances. No. Very clear. Very clear. Because I don't want to send feelers anywhere that I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm absolutely happy. Absolutely content. Understand this. And God said, this is light. This is darkness. That is the reason why Derek Prince makes a, makes a powerful statement. He says, sin and Satan are very stubborn. You have to be determined and speak to them saying, I am very serious. Otherwise, they will not listen to you. They will not listen to you. You have to be very serious. I have raised my hands to the Lord Most High and I will not take anything from you lest you come and claim your legal inheritance. No way, no way, no way, no way. I am going to guard the inheritance that God has given me. No way you are going to come and have any legal right to claim in my life. I'm going to keep it with all my heart. Keep it. Keep it. Keep your house. Because you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 3. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Who you have from, whom you have from God? 
Look at the personal pronouns that he's using about the Holy Spirit. And you are not your own. Do you, not, do you understand that you are not your own? Do you behave like that? That you are not your own, that you have been bought by a price, bought at a price? That this body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? I want to guard this body, I want to make this body as efficient as possible so that God can use me in the long overall. Mm-hmm. Regular times of fasting, regular times of giving up so that you can have a body which is, which is sharp and, and, and not lazy. It has, does not have inertia. You know what inertia is, right? Lot of body mass. For you are bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Both your God, body and your spirit belong to whom? God. Understand this. Understand this. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Verse chapter 3. If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will what? Destroy him. So guard this body. Keep it. Don't let any unauthorized voice speak into your minds and spoil you. Mm -hmm. Keepers of the house. Tremble. That means you don't have the strength to guard. That is the reason why God says, you know, son of man, I have kept you as a watchman for the, for the, for Israel. When you see the enemy, what should you do? You should warn. Do you have a watchman inside of you? In Telugu, one poem is coming. I don't want to use it because you will not understand. Many of you will not understand. What a poem that is. Chadda talupu addi nilupu. I like that. I mean, uh, real, real, real. What, you know what the poet, poet is saying? All these bad doors, close them. Stop them. Keep the house of God. Why this is important? How do you keep it? By filling your house with good treasures. I forgot to put this verse in Proverbs chapter 24. You can go and go home and do your homework. Proverbs chapter 24 verses 2 and 3 will say, the house is built on, built on wisdom. By understanding it is established. And by knowledge it is filled with all kinds of good treasures. Knowledge comes last. Knowledge of God comes last. But for the knowledge of God, which is the knowledge, which is treasure from heaven, which is the gold of God, for that to be contained, there should be a house built on wisdom and, and, and a house which is established on understanding. It's a character that is important. Wisdom and understanding. Wisdom is the direction. Understanding is discernment. Both are important in life. Mm-hmm. Keep these things. Do not waste your time, young people. Do not. Keep on updating yourself. I think I... I, I one young man, pastor was talking to you the other day. He said, make yourself indispensable to your company. Kya baat hai? What, a, what a statement that is. Make yourself indispensable to your company. In other words, your company should do whatever it takes to keep you. And you should have the upper hand saying, you know what? This is my price. Mm-hmm. Want to keep me? Karcha House. Keep it. Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 12, if you're not careful. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through what places? Dry places. Seeking rest and he finds none. Then he says, I will return to my 
house. Who are that house, Baba? Who is that house before? You see, even after Satan is evicted from your house, you know what he does? He keeps, still keeps shouting, that is my house, that is my house, that is my house. And if you give a little space, you give him an inch, he will take a square kilometer. Not even a mile. Square kilometer, you know, right? If you have those dimensions in your mind. <laughs> give him an inch. Then, and when he comes, he finds what happened to that house? Empty, swept, put in order. And no word of God. There's no water of the word flowing in that house. So what does he do? Water of the word and the Holy Spirit. Both of these things are there, should be there. Out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. The two things that Jesus always, when there are two comes in the gospel according to John, come to me, sorry, not gospel according to John, all the four gospels, come to me, all ye labor, and I will give you rest, right? Take my yoke upon you, yourself, and learn of me. And then, come to me, all that you are thirsty, and drink of me. One of the symptoms that you are born again, the, 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 the signs that you are born again, there is a desire for the word of God. You are drinking the word of God. There is water in your house. And the spirit will not come and find a place of rest. Look at what happens. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall also be with this wicked generation. You know why? Because they have not, they have not guarded their houses with your life, with their lives. In Telugu there is a saying, That means be very careful. Be circumspect. What are the voices that you are listening to? Know the voice of your shepherd. Flee the voice of a stranger. I showed you this. From John's Gospel chapter 10, right? Let me just reiterate that again. Then one, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the, of the sheep. Hmm? The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the... Now, now tell me, who should guard your house? Who is the gatekeeper? The Spirit of God. A moment, remember... Uh, uh, how Nathan speaks to David when he confronts him with about his sin. There was a wanderer who came. Right? There was a wanderer and he came to your house. And he knocked, your, knocked at your door. And you opened the house and you gave him a feast. But you did not cut your lamb. You slaughtered the neighbor's lamb. What has happened? Temptation will come and knock at your door. Strange voices will come and knock at your door. Do you have the voice of the Holy Spirit which is speaking to you? Say, shut the door. Don't open that door. Don't let the voices come and speak to you. Don't let them mess up your minds. Do you have those alarm bells ringing in your, in your spirit? Mm-hmm. Do you give the rights to the gatekeeper? Lord, if this is not from you, I don't even want to hear. Sheep, first what do they do? They read that everybody. Listen to his voice. Say that, everybody. Listen to his voice. And then, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. How did this knowing happen? Because they listened. 
and now they know. But they will, what? They will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run. <laughs> run from a stranger. Even I think uh, in, in Sermon Index Classics, there is a message by Carter Conlon. So many years he, he, uh, he so many years back he preached. The, uh, somebody said that? Run for your life. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. That is what, that was exactly, that is the exact sermon that was in my mind. Run for your life. Flee from those voices. You know why? Because those voices will establish the idols in your heart. They will speak to the idols in your heart. And what the, what does the Bible say? Little children, keep yourself from idols. Little children, free idolatry. They will come and say, you know what? God wants you to be rich, brother. God, God, see, there is nothing. I'm not against success. And we are not against prosperity. We are not against success. We are not against riches. We are against those voices which take us away from the will of God. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Follow, know his voice, flee the voice of your of strangers, run for your life, my dear brothers. Run for your life. Proverbs chapter 5. Look at what it says. Proverbs chapter 5. My son, attend unto my wisdom. Bow thine ear to my understanding. You see, wisdom. How is the house built? By wisdom. How is it established? By understanding. Dada mayest regard discretion. So if you have wisdom and if you have understanding, what you become? You become discreet. Discreet meaning you know exactly. In Telugu, mitamu. That's what Paul says. I... Have the liberty to do whatever I want. But I'm discreet in all things. Because I don't want to be, don't want to come under the bondage of any. Food for the belly. Belly for the food. But God will destroy both it and them. What is it? Your stomach. And them, food. So one day when you're eating the food, this is going to be destroyed. Eat it. This is also going to be destroyed. No problem. But why are you doing it? I want to eat well because I want to have a body. I want to guard my body. I want to do the will of God in my body. When you have back pains, run or fast. You're getting overweight. That's what it means. I, the other day, I did not do anything. I got up in the morning, slept well, got up in the morning, I go to walk, woke up with a back pain. I said, what in the world is going on? And God said, look at their belly. Can you see your belt? I said, no, sir. Hmm. <laughs> you know, John the Baptist, what he did? Everybody could see his belt, including himself. So look at this. Thou the, you may have discretion. You become discreet. First you have wisdom. You have understanding. That will make you discreet. The problem is, many young people no, have no discretion at all. Oh, they will consume left, right and center. Anything that comes their way. Yes, waste time in senseless things. They sit before the things and it, before, the, before you know it, three, four hours is gone. Never going to come back again. Practice, practice concentration. Now, if you can't do it now, you, can, you will not you will not be able to do it later. That's so like they, they say in English, right? You cannot uh, teach an old bag, old dog, new tricks. 
keep the dog fresh so that it can learn new tricks even as it goes grows up learning should be constant and a lifelong process if you can do that you know what will happen you will be like Moses sharp even at 120 years old God can speak to him new things and he will update himself by the grace of God I want to be that man <laughs> by, the, by the grace of God I want to be that man And thou, and that the lips, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. Look at this. Wisdom, understanding, discretion, and what comes out of your mouth? Knowledge. For the lips of a who? Strange woman, a stranger. Drop as an anikumb. And her mouth is smoother than oil. Smooth, she's very smooth. She's a smooth talker. Beware of smooth talkers. Girls and boys. If you find a young man who is coming and giving you smooth talk, run for your life. That is a strange voice. Flattery. But her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps take hold of hell. Ultimately, it's destruction. Why? The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and what is the ultimate purpose to take you to hell along with him like pastor was saying yesterday he's a time waster right from the beginning what difference is he going to make to him if he takes 10 more 10 more souls to hell <laughs> think about those statements <laughs> amazing <laughs> just don't just let just we should chew on those statements lest you should ponder her paths you should ponder the path of life. Her ways are what? Movable. You see, her standards are not constant. God's word is what we call as an ancient paths. That's what he says. Stand on the byways and look for the ancient paths. What are these paths? Movable paths. Today, I feel like a man. Tomorrow, I'll feel like a woman. The third day, I don't know what I am. Somewhere in the middle. It's called transgender. You can have some, any, any kind of a transformation before that. Like a four-year transform or a, or a whatever transform. To transform yourself into another person. Trans. Movable. Hear me now therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove your way far from her and come not nigh to the door of her house. Why? Lest you give your honor unto others and your ears to the cruel one. You will lose your time. Your ears will be gone and you will come to the end of your life. Your strangers will be filled with your wealth and your labors, labor will be in the house of a stranger and you mourn at last. When your flesh and your body are consumed. And you know, you know what you will say? What is the purpose of my life? 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 I don't have any pleasure now. I don't have a purpose. And you say, how I have hated instruction. And my heart despised reproof. I have not obeyed the what? The voice. Of my teachers. Nor inclined my ear. 
to those who instructed me. I was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation and the assembly. In other words, in the midst of the church, when all the other people who are seeking God and who are seeking the will of God are being blessed, the will of God will pass you, the grace of God will pass you, the spirit of God will pass you, all the opportunities will pass you. You know why? Because you did not obey the voice of your teachers. You want that to happen? Oh, no, 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 please. You sing that song. Don't pass me. Bye. Mm-hmm. So, first part, guard your house. What is that? Guard your house. Then, and the strong men bow down. What is strong men? Strong men is basically your legs. He's talking about your legs, basically. What is it? What is it? What do, what do you mean by uh, legs? These, this is part, this part of your body which makes you what? Straight or upright. You know what he's saying? Have strong convictions. If you do not have strong convictions when you are old and when you are movable when you are young, sorry, when you are young, your convictions will be movable and even more compromised when you are old. Understand this. Strong men, your legs, Walk upright and blameless. Yesterday, Pastor was talking about being upright. God can only use upright people. If you want to be a, a arrow in the hands of um, as as a as an arrow in the hands of a mighty warrior, one of the things that God looks for you from you is uprightness. That means a man with strong convictions, which will not be compromised under, under any cost, under any under, under any circumstances. Look at what it says about Joshua. Joshua chapter fourteen, verse ten. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as He said. These 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses with while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years old. Can you have this kind of a testimony (laughs) when you're 85 years old? As yet I am, what? As strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. Now therefore give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke. Understand this? How, so what, what made this man have strong convictions? What kind of a my attitude he had when he was young? What kind of an attitude he had when he was young? What was his attitude towards God and towards his word. Look at what it says about Caleb. Numbers chapter 14 verse 24. Numbers chapter 14 verse 24. But my servant Caleb. Understand this one thing. You are no el- nobody else's servant. You are only the servant of God. Understand this. Very clear. Daniel, no? Remember when Daniel is put in the lion's den and the king is not able to sleep. How does the king address Daniel? Oh, Daniel... The servant of the Most High God. Can you imagine that statement? I know you are working for me, but I know you don't serve me. Servant of the Most High God. Did, was the God whom you serve night and day with all of your heart. Was he able to save you and to keep you from the lions? Absolutely, yes. My servant. What's his name? What's his name? Caleb. Because he has a what? A different spirit and has followed me. How? Fully with his whole heart. That's what I'm saying, no? Do not, you should be either hot or cold. On fire. I mean, I, I understand the 
balance, etc. You know, what, what do you mean balance? It depends upon what is the definition of balance. I'm neither hot nor cold. I'm average. That is balance. Is that balance? What is balance? My head is on fire. My feet are on cold. On an average, I'm doing fine. Is that is that what you're talking about? Balance. And this, they quote from Ecclesiastes, those who fear God will avoid all extremes. I mean, when we're talking about these things, like, like, like Pastor was saying yesterday, it's very clear about what, what is he talking about balance. He's saying, you should be, we should be able to balance grace and truth and not for your, not your fire for God. Huh. Your heart should be burning for God. How did he follow God? Fully. You see, the enemy knows when you are absolutely wholeheartedly following God or not. He knows it very clearly. You cannot fool him. That is the reason why the Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 will say, the works of the flesh are, the works of the flesh are evident. What is it? Evident. Very clear. <laughs> Adultery, fornication, all this drunkenness. Very clear. He knows very clear. Look at that. Fully. Be hot or cold. Otherwise, what will happen? I will spew you out of, the mind, out of my mouth. Don't be lukewarm. That's zeal. That is the reason why he says, be zealous and repent. What is that? Zealous and repent. Look at what happens to Solomon in First Kings chapter 11. And he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, concubines, concubines and his wives turned away his heart. Split him. For it was so when Solomon was old that his wives turned his heart after other gods and his heart was what? Not loyal or full or at peace with God. As was the heart of his father, David. It's over. You know why? Because when he was young, he did not make these decisions. And after you grow old, what will happen? You're split now. That's what, that's what the Bible says. That which is bent cannot be made straight. That which is crooked cannot be made straight. But we are all bent. Hopefully we are becoming straight. Otherwise your name is Savio Bent. And the fellow's name was Savio Bent. What's your last name? Bent. <laughs> Mr. Bent. For Solomon went after the went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of Sidonians, and after Milcom, the abominations of the Ammonites. Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and did not fully, you see that? Fully follow the Lord as his father David. Look at David's psalm, no? Psalm 119. Look at what he says about wholeheartedness. Six verses he uses. The word wholeheartedness comes in six verses. Psalm 119 verse 2. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the what? So if you seek God with a whole heart, what is that that the Lord is promising you? What is that? Blessedness. What is that? Blessedness. Blessing. So blessing are the people for who, who, who follow God with their whole heart. Why should God waste his blessings on people who are not serious about him? Right? Verse 10. With my whole heart have sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from your... What? So why do people... 
wander from the commandments of God? Why is there no direction in their life? You know why? Because there's no wholeheartedness. They get easily deceived. Wandering means they get so, they go astray easily. That is the reason why uh, Jesus tells the Pharisees, "You err, or you're going astray because you do not know the scriptures, nor you don't, nor you know the power of God. You get easily deceived. You know why? Because you do not seek God with your whole heart. You wander." Another one, 34. Give me understanding and I shall keep your law. Yea, I shall observe it with my... So if you have wholeheartedness, what will God give you? Understanding. You will have focus. You will have understanding. You will be... You will. The blessings of God will just, just not follow you. They will overtake you. Can you be... Can you imagine? You're running away from the thief or from the enemy. Now you're... Don't run away from the blessings. I mean, even as you run, the blessings of God will just... Just overtake you. Can you imagine? They just follow you and overtake you. So don't run after blessings. Somebody said, no, don't run after success. What should you run after? Excellence. What is that? Virtue. Verse 58. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful to me according to your word. So what do you want? Favor of God? God sees wholeheartedness. You should have, be, you should have the, 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 the attitude of Esther. If I perish, I perish. And what did God give her? What did God give her in the sight of her king? Favor. If I perish, I perish. I like what Derek Prince said. The, the synonym for faith is R-I-S-K. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. The synonym for faith is R-I-S-K. <laughs> Risk. <laughs> Whole heart. Verse 69. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with the whole heart. If I keep your precepts with the whole heart, what happens? I have protection from the proud. Yesterday I was listening to Zach Kunin's testimony. Somebody, some evil fellow set his heart, uh, car on fire. Kill him. True servants of God are always attacked. But you know why? Because they serve God with the whole heart. Every lie and every weapon that is forged against him, what will God do? You shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord because their righteousness is from him. Because they serve God with their whole heart. Mm -hmm. And what do proud do? You know what forging is, right? Ah, they put it in that fire, nice weapon. The intention of this weapon is to destroy Vijay. But if you want to be guarded from the weapons of the enemy, what should you have? The protection for you is a wholehearted pursuit of God. Otherwise, the enemy sees. And if you'd like try try to do perception management like Ahab, what will happen? One arrow will find you. And even that, that is even a random arrow. Huh. Psalm 119 verse 145. I cried with my whole heart and the Lord heard me. You see, remember that Bartimaeus? What did he do? Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. And everybody said, show. Not so easy. It will cost you. And what did he do? Even more louder. You know what? One of the things that makes God stop at your door is when you cry to him 
with your whole heart. Oh, son of David, said the Canaanite woman. Please have mercy on my daughter. Send her away, send her away, send her away. Yes, it is not good for children's food to be given to the dogs. Sir, please, sir. Even the dogs eat from the crumbs of the master's table. Your faiths, what faiths? You know what? God stops if he hears a cry for mercy from a whole heart. He loves that cry. Can God stop at your home? But the problem is you don't cry with the whole heart. Wholeheartedness. That is when you become strong. Your convictions become strong. Make your convictions strong when you are young. That's what the advice was. That was that was the advice that was given to given to a bunch of young young people by John MacArthur in one of those videos that you, which was which was which went viral on on YouTube. Hmm? He said, "You know what? Have strong convictions. Young people have strong convictions. Be like Daniel. I will not. You can take away my identity." You can remove, you can give me all kinds of names. You can call me, uh, Belsh- they call him Belteshazzar. They will call you all kinds of names. What are you, uh, conservative? Uh, what is that? Manaro minded? Sissy? Whatever. They can call you all kinds of names. That, those are all Babylonian names. But I know who I am. I have purposed where? In my heart. In my heart. Have strong convictions. Guard your house, have strong convictions. Young people have strong convictions. I'm exhorting you as an elder brother. Have strong convictions. Otherwise, you will give your strength to the cruel one and you will waste your years. Do not do that. Give your strength to God and you will prosper. And the safest place to be in is the is in the will of God. Nowhere else. In the will of God, there is health, there is success, there is prosperity and there is purpose. Stay in the will of God. Then, in the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men bow down, when the grinders, see, you know what grinders are, right? Molars, premolars. Incisors. What is this called? Canines. Molars, premolars. Um, molars in the last, premolars in the beginning. Some of your molars are gone. Already. <laughs> All you are left with is pre-molars. <laughs> what are that? What? What, what molars? Ah. Canines. Incisors. Do you have teeth? To grind? I mean, I... I, I find it very interesting, no? I, some, sometime back, I, I was visiting somebody's, somebody's house and he says, Oh, brother, uh, they should simplify the teaching, no? I said, brother, I find it ironic. You want a promotion in your company and you do not have any background in computer science. But you pay through your nose to Udemy, to every other course, you work hard, Chew everything for a promotion. And do you want people in the church to give you 20 minutes snippets and sermons? Because what, brother? What is this, brother? What is this? What happened to you? No molars, no, no premolars. You are baby only. 
No grinders. One Corinthians chapter three. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal. See, there are three kinds of believers. There are spiritual believers. There are soulish believers. That is intellectual believers. Very intellectual. Reason, etc. You know, intellect. They have their PhDs, H2O, so forth, and all their other addendums to their to their names, titles, etc. No, doctor, post doctor, many doctors, double doctorate, triple doctorate, etc. But when it comes to the things of God, they cannot understand even the simplest of things. You know, yesterday I was listening to Derek Prince's testimony. He said, you know what? I was trained from Eton College. I was a guy who's, who can deal with abstract thoughts and ideas. But when I was invited to a simple believer's house, they were not even educated. They didn't even have a 10th class certificate. But when they read the Bible, they read the Bible as if, and they understood everything in the word of God. And I'm reading the Bible. I'm not understanding anything with all the degrees that I have from Eton College. What is this? He said, what strange kind of people? I'm not saying that we should not educate our children. No, please don't misunderstand me. We should. Listen carefully, okay? We should. The point here is, ultimately will it lead them to God? Will all the skills that we are giving them make them more skilled in understanding the will of God? Will they surrender their intellect to God? Like pastor said, a lot of people have good gray matter. But you will never surrender your brains to God. You will never surrender. You want it for yourself. That's exactly what we do in our homes, in our homes also. Sharp brains. Where should he go? To IIT. More sharp brains to MIT. This fellow, not very good, Bible college. What a fantastic classification you have in your, in your home. Very mutually exclusive sets you have. They don't overlap at all. <laughs> you, those who understand mathematics, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Spiritual, carnal. Car- look at look at carnal. Carnal. What are these fellows? They are babes in Christ. I fed you what with milk and not solid food. Why do we give children milk? Because they don't have. Simple. Even if they have teeth. They have only two teeth in scissors. So we give them solid food and we call it Cerelac, Farex. Uh, what is that? What is the other thing, Baba? Ragi malt. Soft food. Easily digestible. So that they can swallow. Because they don't have teeth. And if they do more drama, they will put us pacifier also. There are so many believers who have to be given pacifiers. I call them people who need therapy and not Christ. They are sol- they are solish believers. The anointing is flowing from David's music. But what is Saul receiving? Therapy. That's all. What is it? A pacifier. Carnal. They don't have the capacity to digest the word of God. 
everything has to be you know give me the formula give me make it easy ha huh. okay i'm i'm not saying i'm not against that at all but will it there will there come a time when you will sit and study and say you know what god is speaking to me speaking to me look at what it says another place hebrews chapter 5 for though by this time you ought to be teachers you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of god you have come to need milk and not what solid food that is meat that is normal food this is solid food you know it right in order to eat the the most solidest of all the food is what beef how should you grind beef that it two times will not be sufficient and if you do not grind properly you will have a constipation that's exactly what happens to many believers they are given solid food they have constipation only you have molars you know what has what is what is happening grow in your capacity to handle the word of god look at what he says you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of god you have come to need milk and not solid food and goes on to say for everyone who partakes only of milk is what unskilled what is that unskilled everything god gives you as a gift god gives you as a gift but if you have to turn it into a blessing you have to sharpen the gift understand look at i mean you remember the benjamites they could split a hair with their kya baat hai south pass it doesn't mean that they can, they're not able to use their right hand they're ambidextrous they're so thorough You know, your TT is one of the most fastest games. Okay, very fast game. The Chinese are the best at TT. Okay, fifty kilometers per hour the ball is going at the distance of what? Uh, maybe what five or six meters, maybe maximum five meters. Okay, so you can imagine the the reaction times is of the order of microseconds, not even nanoseconds. Oh, sorry, not even seconds. Ten to the power minus six. You know how they respond? If the ball is going this way, they change their racket to the left. If the right hander, they change their racket to the left hand and they smash it for a clean winner. Skilled. Have you seen people who can write with both hands? My goodness, I had I had a friend. Uh, he called me yesterday. Nitin Bemaraju. He can play chess blindfold. he knows the coordinates of the chessboard left right and center knight to e4 oh my goodness how oh, blindfold he knows the entire chess board in his mind skilled and we are not talking about that we are talking about the word of god and you know what the point here is this if you are heart is for god god is for you he empowers you with the holy spirit the very spirit of god he says i have left you the spirit that's what he, that's, that's what he's saying that's what he sang right there is a redeemer jesus christ god's own son precious lamb of god messiah thank you of oh my father for giving us your son and leaving your spirit till your work in my life is done i hope you sing it for your personal in your for, to, your, to your person Mm-hmm. Skilled. What has happened? 
for he is a babe, but solid food belongs to those who are full of age, full, uh, those who are come of full age, those who by the reason of use have their senses exercised both to discern that which is good and that which is evil. So even as you grow old, you know what has happened? You know exactly what is good. You know exactly what is evil. Those days, I mean, when Adam ate, he ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But you know what God says? You don't have to. If you take part of my life, I will give you the discernment to know what is good and what is evil. My words are what? Spirit and life. So first thing, keep your house, guard your heart. Second thing, have strong convictions. Third thing, chew the word of God and grow in the word of God. Fourth one, and strong men bow down when the grinders cease because they are few and those that look through windows grow dim. What looks through your window? What is windows? Eyes. He's talking about your sight. You know, we sing that song. It is well with my soul. How, what is, can anybody remember the last answer? Sami? Lord, hasten the day when my Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Ah, Lord, hasten the day when my face, faith shall be sight. I'm not no longer living by faith, so sight, I'm, no, I'm living by faith. In fact, my faith is my sight. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. You see, what is, what are we talking about? We're talking about spiritual vision and spiritual sight. How does one have spiritual sight and spiritual vision? You're not talking about outward eyes perishing. That's exactly what happened to, uh, to Mo- Mo- Moses was a picture of this overcoming believer, right? His eyes did not grow dim and his natural strength did not abate, even though he was 120 years old. It's a picture of an overcomer. His vision is absolutely perfect. We're talking about spiritual vision. We have examples in the Bible. Isaac. Right? Isaac. Remember Isaac? He started off on the altar. Life of cross in his life, but ended up as a blind man who could be easily deceived. But I'll show, I want to show you another guy who lost his vision. But he could see so clearly. He had what we call as telescopic binocular vision. I mean, can, can you imagine when, when your vision is growing weaker, you can't see things which are far away, you also can't see things which are Clear. I mean, it's, 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 what, is it, what is it called? Astigmatism? I don't know. Myopia, Dr. Richard will give you the exact uh, jargon for that. You can't see things which are close by, you can't see things which are far But this guy had binocular vision, telescopic vision. Far away you could see. Who's that person? I'll show you. Second, huh? Who's that? Second, no, no, no. Second Corinthians chapter 14. And that time, Abiyah, the son of Jeroboam, became sick. And Jeroboam said to his wife, Please arise, arise and disguise yourself. That they may not recognize you as a wife of Jeroboam. And go to Shiloh. Indeed, Ahijah, the prophet, is there who told me that I would be king over this people. Also take with you ten loaves, some cakes and a jar of honey and go to him. And he will tell you what will become of this child. And Jeroboam's wife did so. She arose and went to Shiloh. And came to the house of Ahijah. But Ahijah, what? Could not see. I mean, very clear. 
for his eyes were glazed by the reason of his age. Glazed means they were set. That means he can't, can't see anymore. But what did he have? He had telescopic binocular vision. Look at the next verse. How did he have it? And the Lord said to Ahijah, here is the wife of Jeroboam coming to you. Kya baat? Kya baat? For he, for he does and does, you shall say to her, for it will be when she comes to you that she will pretend to be another woman. She will pretend. She will do impression management. Okay? Hmm? So I am giving you telescopic vision. Okay. Before she enters into the door, I am telling you what is happening. How, so what is the vision over here? Faith has become sight. Faith comes by? Ha! Hearing, 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 hearing. Okay. Now look at what happens now. This is interesting. Okay. And so it was when Ahijah heard the sound. She didn't even enter into the house. Footsteps as she came through the door. He said, come in wife of Jeroboam. Kya baat hai? Very clear. <laughs> very, very clear. What kind? See, this is she, in other words, God was giving him a CCTV camera, everything vision, multi-dimensional vision he was giving. What is that? Why? Because his faith has become sight. So faith has become sight. Why? Because he constantly practiced hearing the word of God. Just imagine, Isaac began like that, right? Even before Jacob entered into the room, if he was a man of God, on fire for God, he could hear from God. Even before Jacob entered into the room, he said, Jacob... What are you doing, Jacob, here? What are you doing? Pretending, want to steal the blessing? He would have said, Johnny, Johnny, what papa, eating sugar? No papa, telling lies? He would have said that. But the problem is, he was a man of the senses. His, his stomach stole his vision. Think about this, my dear brothers. His stomach stole his vision. That is the reason why the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 23, he says, if you are a man given to appetite, put a, what is that? A knife on your neck. Because the food that comes from the king's table is deceptive meat. Deceptive meat. Faith has become what? Sight. But look at Jacob. Thank God Jacob did not end like Isaac, right? Why? Because his faith became sight. Look at what it says about Jacob in Hebrews chapter 11 when he is blessing the sons of Joseph. How did he bless the sons of Joseph? Remember how he crossed his, crossed his hands? Verse 21. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of who? Joseph. Right hand on Ephraim, left hand on Manasseh. He said, Joseph said, Dad, you can't see. He said, I see. I see. I see exactly. I don't even see about Ephraim and Manasseh. I also see about you. I also see about all of my sons. I have the spiritual vision. That has not gone in. You know why? Faith has become what? Sight. That's a picture of... of, of uh, of Moses, Deuteronomy chapter 34. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes were not dim, nor his natural vigor diminished. You know why? So every
every day he heard the voice of God. Now God is just not talking to him uh, through visions and dreams. God is talking to him what? Face to face. He knew and heard and heard and heard. Faith has become sight. He was a man who 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 killed his appetites. Remember when how, when he was uh, uh, called onto the mountaintop to uh, receive the Ten Commandments? How many days did it take for him to receive the Ten Commandments? Forty days of fasting from food, from water. And when he came down, you know what happened? The glory of God was upon his face. Psalm 32, verse 8. I will instruct you. I will teach you in the way you should go. Look at this now. I will guide you with... You see, you can grow dim, but my eyes are not dim. You know, in other words, you will have my eyes. You'll have whose eyes? My eyes. Do not be like the horse or the mule which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and brittle, else they will not come near you. So, walk by faith, and faith is always a risk. <laughs> you know that? Faith is what? Risk. Every time God challenges you, today God is challenging you, step out and say, Lord, you are for me. You are not against me. I am your child, born of the spirit with life from above, into God's family divine, justified fully by Calvary's love. Oh, what a standing is mine. And if that is my standing, Lord, I know you will give me the power of the Holy Spirit to live out this life. And even as, even as I walk by faith, my vision, my spiritual vision will become sharper and sharper and sharper. And I will be like the Apostle Paul who will say, you know what? I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision that God has given me. It has become more and more clearer even as the days, days have passed by. Very clear. Very clear. Nothing has diminished. Amen? We'll look at one last thing. And they are afraid of heights and of terrors in the way. When the almond tree blossoms and the grasshopper is a burden and desire fails. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 31. The silver head, the silver haired head is a crown of glory. When? If it is found in the way of righteousness. Yeah, everybody goes to grow silver. Okay, that is the reason why they want to hide their <laughs> hair color because it is not in the way of <laughs> Righteousness, see? Proverbs chapter 20, verse 29. The glory of young men is their strength and the beauty of the old men is their what? Gray hair. What kind of hair that does Jesus have now? The glorified Jesus? What does it have? What, does it, what kind of a hair does he have? What, what kind of a hair? White hair. Full white. Shining white. He's the ancient of days. Because that hair was obtained by what? Righteousness. He just, just didn't have it just like that. Righteousness. Okay. And therefore he was, he was never fearful. Even till the last moment of his life, he was never fearful. The mountains, every challenge that God placed before him, he was able to overcome. Genesis chapter 19. Verse 17 onwards. As soon as they brought them out, one of them said, flee for your lives. Don't look back. Don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains 
or you will be swept away. And what does this, what does Ecclesiastes chapter 12 say? The mountains are very scary for them. They have acrophobia. Fear of heights. Flee to the mountains. Who is this person? Anybody knows? Lot. And what does Lot say? But Lot said, no my lords, please. Your servant has found favor in your eyes. And you have shown great kindness to me in, in sparing my life. But I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will... Who told you? Who told you? You don't have the strength now. You're gone. You have not overcome your fears. You have never taken risks. You are living the last days of your life in fear. Are you fearful or are you sure? Look, he's here. here so, let disaster overtake me and I'll die. Look, here is a town near, near enough to run to. And it is what? Small. Let me flee to it. It is a very small town. Then my life will be spared. He said to them, very well. I will grant this request too. I will not overthrow the town you speak of. But flee there quickly because I cannot do anything until you reach it. That is why the town was called, you know what the word Zohar means? Insignificant. You know that? Zohar means what? Insignificant. That's what happens. You'll become insignificant. Ultimately, you are a righteous man. Yes. But you'll create an Ammon and a Moab. Because you never, ever, ever took risks for God. The moment God gave you the opportunity, you looked at Sodom and you said, Wow, this is the land I want to be in. Less risk, more prosperity. What has happened ultimately? So five things the Lord has taught us today. Guard your house, my dear brothers. Second, what is that? Let's read that, okay? Let's read those five things and we'll come to the conclusion. Okay, let's read that. Guard your house. Have strong convictions. Chew on the meat of the word of God. Grow in faith and not by sight. And the last one, take risks for God. So, Let's see that fast last last part and we will stop. Verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Kya baat hai? Mr. Solomon, what a waste now. What a waste of life. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is man's all. Other translations will use the word. This is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. And Ecclesiastes chapter 11 will say, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth. 19, year old, 19 years old, right? Not even 20. Kya baat hai? Hmm? Let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the way of your heart and in the sight of your eyes. But know... For all these God will bring you to judgment. For it is appointed for a man to die once. And after that is what? Judgment. Therefore, what should you do? Remove your remove sorrow from your heart. Put away evil from your flesh. For childhood and youth are vanity. 
So final four exhortations. Then let's list them and we'll stop. First thing he says, deal with your anger. Because anger is a tremendous energy. How do you deal with your anger? Have zeal for God. And he was, have the zeal for God's house like Phineas. Deal with the old rebel. There's a rebel inside each one of you. Deal with that old rebel. The old man. Third, choose, learn and choose the fear of God. And fourth, obey those who teach the word of God. Otherwise, you will give your strength to strangers and you, their ears to the cruel one and you will mourn at last. Four exhortations. Deal with anger. Remove sorrow from your heart. The word, the word for sorrow is remove anger from your heart. Remove from the evil from your flesh, meaning deal with the old rebel. Because everyone, all young people, one of the one, one of the things that characterizes young people is what? I will do what I want to do. That is rebellion. Learn to choose the fear of God. Obey those who speak the word into your life. These four exhortations, keep it close to your heart and you will not waste your years. And you will have a purpose, purpose, the kingdom of God purpose in your life. Ultimately, you will not come to the end of your life and say, what is the whole purpose of this? What did I achieve? What does it profit a man if he grow, if he gains the whole world and he loses his own soul? Live life with purpose. Live life with purpose. Don't waste your anger. <laughs> Don't waste your anger. Anger is good. But if it is channeled, that is the reason when the Bible says, you should not have blow anger. You should not have Blow anger. You should not have no anger. No anger is also, also is bad. Blow anger is also bad. But there's something else is there. Slow anger. Thank you. Yeah. What is that? Slow. Because God is slow to anger. And he is angry also. But he will never sin in his anger. In his, but what does he do in his anger? He will drive out the money changers and cleanse the temple. What should you do in your anger? And drive out the money changers in your heart and cleanse the temple. Because this body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Deal with your anger. Deal with the old rebel. Learn to choose the fear of God. Obey those who teach the word. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Time is short. Strength is limited. Resources are limited. Therefore, redeem the time. Knowing that the days are evil. Redeem the time. Knowing that the days are evil. Seek every opportunity to understand the will of God. And fulfill the will of God. Because the world and its passions are are passing away, but he who, ah, complete, does the will of God, what? Abides forever. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you, Father, for this morning. So many exhortations you've been giving us through the week, and we just have reminding ourselves so that we can stay on that, stay on that stray, straight and narrow path because Lord, we know prone to wander, prone to leave, prone to leave, and prone to go astray from the purpose and for the and for the for, and, and and the aim that you have given us in our lives, O oh Lord. And therefore, we want to keep on that straight and narrow path. We have not learned anything new that we have not learned through the week, O oh Lord. We want to keep on that straight and narrow path. We want our vision to be clear. We want our faith to be to, to be absolutely clear, O oh Lord Jesus. And we, Lord Jesus, we want to guard our heart. We don't want to waste the resources that you have given to us. We want to guard our hearts. We want to guard this body that you have given to us, so that we can use this body to accomplish your will in our lives. 
Thank you, Father. To that end, I pray that you would bless us even through this day, even through the evening, O Lord, for the Q&A session, and even through the other opportunities that you give to us when we come together tomorrow morning to hear your word. We thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all God's children said, Amen.